Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey there, welcome to Light the Fight. And yes, it's me, Heidi, and I'm talking without even having David kick us off. Usually, I, you know, David is the one that counts us in and gets the ball rolling, and he's not here. The dude is in California, so, Gotta feel bad for you know, him. whatever, <laughs> right? So, he, so I'm super excited to be here, though, because I just decided to, like, match high school administrator for high school administrator <laughs> <laughs> last year. Or last week. So last week, if you haven't already listened, David welcomed um, Mr. Peterson. I can't even remember. I, I, I just know him as Juice. And so I'm not even going to try to say <laughs> the first name. Um, Mr. Peterson. And so if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, it is so good. And it was so fun for me to just sit back and listen to those two homies <laughs> Just talk. I thought it was awesome. You could tell they were just like having some glory days happening between them. Um, So that was super fun. So anyway, I have a special guest. I'm going to introduce her in just a second. But before I do, I got to get the obligatories out of the way. Um, And so I do want to start out by letting you guys know um, that we do have a sponsor here at Light the Fight that we have. And it's kind kind of a partner sponsor situation because... Um, as many of you know, and it, many of you may be looking for a resource um, to find help, find counseling for a child. Um, so teencounseling.com is an online or digital slash mobile type service that services kids 11 to 17, 19. Okay, sorry. Thanks, Brandon. Um, 11 to 19. And they work via an app on your phone. And what's really great about this is that um, counseling can be available at a moment's notice right in the palm of your hand. Um, Those of you, and you guys, moms, I know, you have looked for counselors, you've been disappointed by counselors, you've tried to find someone that worked, and then you had to move or your insurance changed or whatever happens. And it just feels like it's really hard to find someone that's compatible. Um, teencounseling.com backslash LTF. LTF stands for like the fight. And that just gets you 10% off. So give it a shot. Get in there. They're going to give you and your child a little bit of a survey. They will match you up with somebody who um, kind of specializes in your in your department of, of need and then if it doesn't work out, then they reassign you super quick. It It's really cool. Um, and what's been pretty amazing, we've heard from a lot of you who have already been working with teencounseling.com. We'd love to hear from you if you've, if you've tried. Even if, you've, if you haven't loved it, we'd love to hear about it. Um, but it's just, we're just constantly looking for more resources in our community that 
that just make it a bit, make it easy to get you the help that you need. Um, we also want to give a big squishy shout out to our friends over at one eight hundred contacts who support us and love us anyway. <laughs> and um also who sell contacts if you're in need of that, which I think, you know, like seventy three percent of the population are. So check that out. Yes, they also <laughs> Brandon always reminds me. And they also do glasses. Very cool. Um okay. So without further ado, I'm super excited to um <laughs> And you guys, this is the first time. This is like the first time that we are well, that I, wow. Heidi, am welcoming in a guest. Wow. And so, Julie, it's, it's you. <laughs> Except wow. for that I just still, like, I know we've been friends for a while. I still can't get your last name right. Right. It so took me a while. If you could, <laughs> if I, yeah, if I could get a pronunciation guy. <laughs> sure. Zinger. Scherzinger. Yeah. Why do I make it sound? Because it's not spelled. Because like. I shouldn't try to picture the spelling. Right. And I really like zingers. Hi, there you go. And so I think person. from now on, I'm going to be able to remember that. So right. sure, zinger. Yes, I've got it. So yep. you guys, I um, met Julie actually because of a DM. Julie sent a message in. And um, to get real personal here, the message that Julie sent was kind of a turning point for me. Um. You know, you guys know we've we've been talking for a long time. We're good <laughs> friends. And um, for me, I still hold on to this place where I feel really inadequate to be sitting in, in this chair telling any parent advice on helping their kids. And um, what was really interesting is... Um, about the time that you sent the message, I think that my shame and my guilt and my doubt was at its highest point because we are starting to open ourselves up to workshops right. and to community events. And I was just feeling inadequate. Exposed. Yeah, exposed. That's a great word. And and the message that came to you, I should have printed it out because that would have been, <laughs> that would have, been, but what you told me was that so so Julie is actually um administrator vice principal mm -hmm. at Harriman High. And what you told me was that as a mom and as you'd you'd been a counselor, I'm gonna let you kind of tell your your history and and as an administrator, high school administrator at Harriman High, that that what you were hearing at Light the Fight was maybe the most impactful Absolutely. Um Thing that you'd heard, and um, and I've told you this all already because I went into her office and I was like, did, "Are you sure?" <laughs> <laughs> she did <laughs> because it. I think it was a turning point of me accepting myself because you, with those that experience and those credentials, I think validated me in a way that I needed to be validated. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, you know, it's honestly, I feel the exact opposite. I, f I feel the exact opposite. I <clears throat> I feel like I remember when I was typing that, that how grateful I was that a mom would expose her and her family 
And because the I felt like the information that was in the podcast was crucial. And it, and it was, like you said, was presented in a way that I just needed everyone that I had the power that was in the sound of my voice. <laughs> I needed them to hear this because I hear from parents and friends and in my own personal life, the same agony of just not knowing where to turn. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I'd stumbled upon the Holy Grail. <laughs> oh, 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 those are some... No, it's that true. It's, it's, yeah. it's true. And so something that comes to mind as you say that you were you know, doubting yourself is the same thing with students is to help them see who we see. So I'm glad I could be a part of that yeah. for you because I don't see that at all with you. Yeah. I don't see that that doubting. That it, it was super, and and Brandon can even see here. There was this dark time when I was really fighting. <laughs> I was, and I I wanted to be done and quit and walk away and I'm wash so hands. Glad you and, didn't. Um, so that was a really an integral time. Good. But anyway, okay. So so tell us about you. Tell us, <sighs> give us a little bit of a peek into your career path. Okay. So I'm nowhere near as exciting as David. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> well, none of us can quite have every single, as he says, if there was a pile of poo, he stepped in it. That's what he usually says. So, um, okay. So I was kind of the statistic or the, the, the kid that, um, the at-risk kid growing up. And you were? I was. I was. Oh. I moved... Uh, 14 times before my scene, before my high school, before high wow. school. I never went to the same. Like military? No. Or? Just, yeah. just single mom, married a few times, just circumstances. Wow. So I never That's attended tough. the same school two years in a row. From kindergarten to then eighth grade and then ninth grade was oh my high gosh school. that just kind of gives me chills that's kind of a kid's worst nightmare in a way you know it's it's funny because i i have some friends who have said things like oh it it, it makes me so nervous to talk to people and i I've, I've wondered why it's not hard for me to talk to people well i think it's because i i learned early that if i didn't talk to people i wouldn't wouldn't know anyone i wouldn't right. have, because i was making new friends every year wow and so, which is a great skill for sure, right? Now they just can't <laughs> shut me up. <laughs> so, uh, so I knew I always so so I was kind of that at risk kid. And when I was in high school and kind of finally set some roots, I had a teacher and a school counselor that really helped me to see that I wasn't my circumstances, but I had so much potential. And regardless of of income or or situation that that I was they were gonna get me to college. And that and so I was able to go away to college on a full scholarship. Oh, that's awesome. It, it, and it it literally changed my life. That those two adults that were not related to me, which research has shown that resiliency 
is a, a key to resiliency is having an adult outside of the immediate family that is your cheerleader that sees you for who you are, sees you who who you can be mm. even better. And so I had that and I experienced it and I saw the difference it made in my life. And so that's so that's so cool to know. I didn't know that yeah. statistic. And I think we can mm-hmm. all actually be that person. Right. You know, for right. kids that for are kids. in our influence. Yeah. Exactly. Really cool. And so uh, I I went to Utah State and I, I got my undergraduate and and by that time I was married and um, was expecting our first daughter and I decided I wanted to stay home and just be what I needed because I had the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I wanted to be to my kids what I didn't have and uh, so I did that and then as soon as my youngest child was three, I enrolled in graduate school so that I could be a school counselor. Wow. And I just wanted to be that person for other students, for for teenagers. And I knew I wanted to work with teenagers. I love teenagers. Yeah. Um, unless they live with me. And then I kind of have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> then <it> just, something <laughs> just lost I'm in the translation kidding. for sure. <laughs> Then and so, um, how long is that graduate program? It was two and a half years. Okay. So by the time my youngest child started kindergarten, I was starting my internship. Wow. So while he was at school half day, I went to an internship half day for a whole year. Cool. And then was hired on. And so when he started in school full time, I went to school full. I went to perfect. Work and so I started. This is my ninth year. Um, I, I was a school counselor at a middle school for five years, and then I was at a tech center, Jordan Tech, Jordan Applied, Jordan Academy of Technology and Careers. I was there for three years, and then I've been at Harriman. Is that J Tech? Yeah. Okay. That's where I was. Okay. Yeah. So I was there as a counselor and a CTE coordinator. Oh, cool. And then, um, and then I was someone just my 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 principal and another. Um, friend encouraged me to get my administrative license, which my husband at that point like wanted me to sign a contract that I was done going to school. Like, can we be done? Like you're in your forties. Can we be done? Right, right. <laughs> I want to say we're done. So, so I went back to Utah State and got that. And how long does that take? That was about fifteen, sixteen months. Oh wow. So, You're practically a doctor. I, I wish I would have looked at it from the beginning and thought, I should have just done a PhD. But no, no. I I, I cherish the road I've traveled. I well, you it. can't. I mean, there's there's no way that you can replace the experience. No. Right. I mean. No. And sometimes you just need it in that order. Right. And for me, it had to be in that order for, for me to grow. So it's been a phenomenal experience. And, and I think, you know, coming into the field late in the game. You know, when, when you've got kid, kids, I say kids, 26-year-olds that are done with graduate school and they're, they're coming in as, as school counselors, they're fabulous. They're, they, they're great. Me coming in in my late 30s, I had teenagers. And so it gave me a different perspective when I was making decisions because sure. I knew how parents felt. Sure. So it, I just had a different spin on it. It's just good to have a variety, there, a variety, right? You know, exactly, exactly. So that's my. So last year, 
was your first year as an administrator as an administrator at Herman High, which right. and and on as a parent with a child at Herman High, <laughs> I I thank you for your service. I think that whole administrative team. I just thank you guys for your service. We have a pretty incredible team. Uh, I mean, you know, I was I happened to be there and saw both sides, and I know that I know that every team is is given it they're all they're all right I, I know it's a hard dare i say thankless <laughs> <laughs> job um but you guys did a great job of connecting with those kids and it was thank you it was a it was a cool thing to see i think we're we're led by a um you know we have todd kornberg as our principal and sitting back and watching him it's incredible I, I remember the first time I walked out to a soccer game. So last fall, I walked outside to a soccer game and I approached the hill um, and I'm looking for a place to sit. And there's Mr. Kornberg with probably 15 kids sitting around him. And not just kids. It wasn't all student body officers. It wasn't just kids. And he talked. He was just as new as I was. And he knew their names and he just carried on conversations yeah. like he was their best friend. Yeah. And I have learned a lot from him. That was the experience that I had. My daughter um, was on the drill team, which mm -hmm. is a really intense program right. at Harriman High. Right. At, probably at all schools. But, mm -hmm. um, and he was it. He was yeah. at everything. Yeah. And he was visible. Right. And cheering for those girls and wearing the t shirts and coming. Right. And actually transferring, you know, coming from our biggest rival. Right, right. And, and so I'm sure <laughs> that was a little awkward, but man, he jumped, he jumped right in. He did. And, and he's, in. so, so it's, great. it truly, it's, I, I've always said when I went, when I went back to work, it was by choice. And that's such a. A luxury, a to luxury, some, some degree, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I, 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 I don't have the biggest house, and I don't have, I don't have, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have extraordinary things. But I made the choice to go back because I want to be there. If I was working, if I was in a situation where I worked with people that I didn't respect and admire, and who inspired me daily, I wouldn't be working there. Right. And so I don't know a lot of people that can walk away from a job, but I, I, my happiness is just my mental health is critical to me. Yeah. And I, and I recognize that. And so to be able to have landed each one of my jobs at a place where the most incredible people who, who love kids and who, and I learn from, like you said, diverse backgrounds. One of our administrators worked youth in custody and in inpatient care. I love to sit and listen to him talk to a kid. Mm -hmm. I learn every time. I would love that too. Yeah. yeah. So I get to go to work every day and, and be inspired. So. so talk about how you felt going into being an administrator. Scared to death. Yeah. I was scared to death. And so just just so our listeners know, uh -huh. um, Harriman High is where my daughter was 
was going. Mm-hmm. And the year before you came, um, there were several mm-hmm. suicides mm-hmm. in the in in Harriman Harriman community Correct. and in our yeah our mm-hmm. the high school and the community right. kind of at large. And so it was kind of. Um, you know, a lot of different numbers and things were flying right. and, and we were getting a lot of attention from the state as being this really high um, concentrated suicide area town. Correct. Uh-huh. Correct. Um, which triggered different responses from different people mm-hmm. in the community. Um, and the kids that were at Harriman felt it. Right. And and there's a lot of talk in the news and and as a as a and I'll tell you right now yeah. as a parent that had lost a child to suicide mm-hmm. in that community even though it hadn't been that year it'd been a couple of years before mm-hmm. I um I had a hard time hearing some of the things people were blaming things on mm-hmm. some of the fingers that were being pointed right. and some of the way ways that things were being handled it was yeah. hard and, and and i didn't have an answer right i i didn't i didn't like it i didn't feel comfortable but i didn't know how to fix it right right and i think that that's probably our whole community felt that way <laughs> yeah and i know that i know that it's not it's it's not any administrative team that came in that we were doing the same things that the other administration was doing yeah yeah um it it truly was you know a, hopefully just a, a an event that uh, that occurred and will never experience again um but i do i will say that it's been incredible to connect with this faculty and and again with the administration and staff because it feels like a family and we, we, we see our students that way, mm-hmm. and um, and so going into Harriman, yes, I was scared because any first year administrator. It was just a, for, it, for one thing. It was cow. just a new job. Well, like it was just a new role, and it and it. I mean, biggest is it the biggest high it, school in the state I at the time? It was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, so just absolutely right. like bulging at right. the seams, right? For one thing, and and it, and just, I mean, you literally would walk in the hall and it, it felt like Times Square. Oh yeah, I, I felt overwhelmed. Um, I I'm I'm now in my late forties and I can't remember my own children's names most of the days. So <laughs> so to be able to have the task, I mean, like I you know I thought I'm never going to be able to do this, and but it. You just you love these kids, I I I. So we've 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 been able to each bring our own individual experiences. Whether like I said, whether it's been in youth and custody, inpatient, you know, two of us have counseling degrees that are um, that are administrators there, and just being able to systemically implement some. Some, you know, we call it tier one or just where every single student gets. You call it stage one. Right, right, right. right. Well, we we talk about, uh, I mean, for the listeners, we kind of talk about like if a a suicide would be compared to stage four cancer. Like um, when you're 
when somebody's at that place, yeah. you know, what, what, what can you do? What can you versus do? Versus right. what can we do at stage, stage one. one? Right. And so maybe talk for a second about, I really do love what you guys did. Talk about your, kind of your, that program that you guys did. Okay. Now I can't remember what Thrive. it was called. Yes, Thrive. Thrive. So we actually have an, a, a fabulous um, psychologist at our school. Her name's Casey Pearson. And she came up with a program called Thrive. And it's for optimal living. One thing that I've learned in my previous years of counseling is not to focus on the problem you want to change, but focus on the solution. Yes. And and that's probably one one reason why I really was attracted to this podcast. Um, because even if it had the word, <clears throat> excuse me, if it, even if it had the word bully in it, bully blockers, bully bully anything, mm-hmm. I I was I don't want to implement a program that talks about the problem. Right. Does that okay. make sense? Yep. Yep. And so, um, and so, just being able to. Okay. What was the question? <laughs> well, I, just thrive. <laughs> oh, thrive. Sorry. See, so you're. Ta- I, I'm no. telling you. I know. You mean. I could just talk and talk and talk. <laughs> right there. See? Yes. Okay. So, so thrive um, focuses on the solutions. So it's how to live optimally. So mindset also is is one month that they they talk about they also talk about um uh you know just kindness or be and being able to make friends and connection and social media and and it seemed like every week or every month mm-hmm. was there a focus each month that yeah. kind of got talked about over the tv well so we actually there's a couple of 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 criteria that really make or break a program and one is for teenagers is that it needs to be student to student, not adult to student. Okay. And so you take students who are willing to present. So whether that's our peer leadership team, Hope Squad, you know, um, we gathered students who would be willing to present these lessons that that Casey had put together. And and then she would teach them how to present it and they would go out. And I'm not kidding when I say 240 students. It was a, it I was mean, an army. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's was, crazy. And it was a lot of troubleshooting that first year of, oh, so-and-so has a substitute. Oh, what are we doing in case of substitutes? You know, So uh-huh. it was a lot of troubleshooting that first year. Uh-huh. But um, those students would then go in and present to their their peers. In the MAP class? Yeah. in their So that's their uh, intervention class. Okay. And so for a half an hour, once a month, they were inter- they introduced a new theme. And so so anyway, it went all throughout the year. That's so cool. Yeah, it is it really is a good program. And so we're we're continuing that, but we're also, you know, now including a lot more from the community. So we we had David come in and um, I wanted him to to Talk to our faculty. Well, let's back up okay. before because I want because I kind of want you to tell the story of how you did find light the fight. Okay, and and what your impressions were. Okay, so I was actually you know I've I've worked with hundreds and even thousands of kids in in the nine years that I've been in the public sure. school, and I have my own techniques of what I use to work with kids, um, with, whether it's anxiety or 
um, executive functioning or them not following through or, you know, all that type of stuff. I have my own ways that I've, I've learned tricks that I've to work with kids. But, um, but I, whenever I try something like that at home, my kids will say, don't go school counselor on me. Stop. They do. They're reprising me. They do. They <laughs> yeah. do. And so when I list, so one particular day I was driving down to St. George to an administrative conference and I just had, I had four hours alone in the car. So I actually, I think I was friends with you on Instagram or something like that. And I had read your story. And then I think I started seeing some things about light the fight. And I thought, I'm just going to see what that, what this is. And so I started listening and I think I got through three or four episodes going down and then I think I even listened to some as I, you know, as I was in the hotel for that overnight. And then I, and then I listened to some going back and I was just struck by how simple and um, concrete the, the examples are given and how they make sense and it's, and ways that we can connect with kids but I still, you know, they were, it was different than what I had ever used with kids. Um, kind of in school, you're kind of taught to, you know, I'm kind of a solution focused type counselor. So, you know, A plus B equals C. So if mm -hmm. you do this and this, you'll get this result. Mm -hmm. And um, that's not always how students work. <laughs> or ever how students work right you know and so you so it works with with some population but not all and and so I was kind of intrigued but then I tried it out with one of my kids and I was stunned that it worked like um the the perfect example is um I I had one of my children who who got the wonderful opportunity of doing some community service after school one time for what a something joy. right something he, something that, that that they had done at at school and so he he was expecting me to pick him up and be furious like why 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 did you do this well, because you're an administrator right. and he can't be getting into trouble. Right. right? With my colleagues. You know, right. those are fun phone calls. <laughs> so so he was expecting me to be angry. And even though I, I was and I was shamed and I was embarrassed, um, I, I couldn't let my shame reflect on him and how I treated him and how what I said. And so I, I just used the question, don't, don't ask a question, don't ask a question. Cause you know, the first thing I want to say is what the heck were you thinking? You know, what, what were you <laughs> right. thinking? And so I picked him up, we're driving in the car and it was seriously the most awkward 30 seconds of silence. Like I could not come up with a statement. <laughs> I was like, well, come on. <laughs> I laugh because dang it if I haven't been there. <laughs> I, I honestly could not come up with anything. And finally, the only words that came out of my mouth, I think were, um, well, detention sucks. And he, he said, I know, right? That's exactly what he said. I know, right? And then he just started like talking. And I was like, this is a, a child that I I struggled connecting with, 
And he just, la, 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 and, and just started talking. And I was like, there's something to this. Mm. And so as I started implementing more and listening to more, I remember one particular night I was on a, on a business trip and I listened probably till two in the morning, just episode after episode of, of on a particular topic so that I could have my ducks in a row before I ever talked with, with my child. And seeing the difference it made was like, I just have to get this information out. I mean, it, it just, I, I sit here, I just get the same chills as the first time that you kind of shared that with me. Um, because you're not David. <laughs> I'm not David. <laughs> you, you know, and you're, you're a mom. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a mom. And, you know, even though David is a father, and I know that he's working with teenagers all the time, I've had my moments where I've been like, do you get it? You know, freaking, you bring me your teenager. When you've got teenagers, then we'll talk about it. You know, like, like that kind of a thing. Let's talk in five years. A little bit. Yeah. Um, and when you, when you told me that, I was like, so I'm not crazy. You no. know, it was kind of that, like David talks about that all the time. Like, Okay, so I'm not the only one, and and you felt that too, I've, and yeah, and and honestly, I think what makes this so magical is that I don't know anyone who would be vulnerable as you have been, and you have that's the recipe. You have to be vulnerable, have gone through experiences that you've gone through in order to understand and to empathize mm -hmm. and and to get it and and then to have somebody like David who gets teenagers and meets them where they're at yeah and he really does it's weird he, he really does and uh so we'll see if his kids think that they, he therapizes <laughs> them <laughs> let's, let's let's come back and investigate oh, yes years, but... yes now his kids are adorable so i hope they just they give all are when they're little <laughs> <laughs> all kids are adorable when they're little. No. anyway so um so pretty soon after you started listening to light the fight you came to our don't freak out event right so tell me what you thought about that i just I can't, I can't really explain except that it was a lot of what I'd listened to on uh -huh, the podcast. Uh -huh. um, but I, I just had this drive, like, I've got to get this information out. I mean, I've never, like, in all the people who talk to us, because we get calls, a lot of organizations that want us to come, I've never seen anyone pound it through as fast oh, as man. you did. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm pretty determined. <laughs> I mean, I think you had four days. Oh, you yeah. had that thing like, boom, you had funding, yeah. you had it lined up, you had a right. time and a date, and there was just like no... Stopping it. it. I mean, we haven't seen that with any other organization. And all I can say is that you knew. Yeah, I did. And I also think that there... I think the, the experiences that I've had um, have helped me meet people in the community. So so when I was uh, in the past few years, I served as the school counselor association president mm -hmm. for the state of Utah. So I, I was um, fortunate enough to meet, uh, you know, Kathy Davis, who is suicide prevention for, yeah, for Utah. She's awesome. For USBE. For, you know, so I, I, and I've worked with her. 
and um, just other people that I can call on and say, hey, I need some help. I'm now at Harriman. I want to do this. Put me in, you know, who can I contact that wants to support this initiative? And then, so I think like the stars aligned. Like mm-hmm. I I had the connections from my previous employment or previous positions. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to sit down and crank this out and, and get it going. Not going to lie. It was not as easy to do it. I mean, it's never easy for me, but doing it in my own community. little community was 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 a little more tender. Yeah. And I um, got super sick that day. And I mean, this is, you know, long story. I, I literally, like, there were forces that were not going to get me out of bed, and I wound up um, having... <laughs> a very short window of time that allowed me to come. And then really? I was back in bed and I ended up in the hospital the next morning and had to um, get this shot. Turned out I had just a, a bad sinus infection. And um, I, I took an exorbitant amount of a medication I shouldn't have taken, right. but it got me there, you know? Right. Um, and so I don't have a lot of memory. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was kind of interesting. Um, but one of the things, I mean, it was a, it was an awesome experience. And for, for those that were there, I, you know, we always get such an awesome response. response. Yeah. But I kind of wanted to talk to you about just um, how you took that and turned towards your faculty. Okay. So, again, if you look at a program of, uh, you know, a successful program, it has to have certain components. It has to be systemic. So it can't just be um, Red Ribbon Week. It can't just be Suicide Prevention Week. It can't be a week. can't be one and done. It can't be one and done to make any difference. It has to be part of the culture. And that's what I'm good at. And that's what this administration is good at. And so... Um, Again, I don't want to focus on problems. I want to focus on solutions. And so I wanted to have a three-prong approach, really, basically, our faculty, our community, and our students. And I feel like our students are actually doing better than the rest of the those three. For just resilient kids, right? They, I mean, just... Our kids are amazing. Yeah. Our kids are doing so well. Um, and so I didn't want to mess with that. They, we, we have the Thrive program. It's going great. How can we support our our teachers, well, they need to hear this information. And are they going to come back at 7 p.m. at night and listen? Probably not because they're just as tired. Don't blame them. Uh-huh. Right. And and Harriman is a, is a unique community where, you know, I have teachers who live in American Fork or, um, you know, the East Bench. They're not going to, mm-hmm. they're not going to come back at night. And so I wanted to provide a professional development for them so I had David come and and teach them his four um, parts of connection currency, and and the feedback we've received from our faculty, and just even I I don't know how long it took David to leave that day because people kept coming to him and and they loved the message, they loved getting tangible 
ideas of what they can say and what they can do to help a kid know they're loved. And a pretty no-nonsense non, no type of a right. smackdown, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> That's and what I call my camp, my sessions, you know, a little smackdown. Right, <laughs> right. So, um, so that's how we can help support faculty uh-huh. is providing continual professional development throughout the year. And then how can we help the community? Well, I can speak from personal experience with David that – he has this unconventional approach, and I've I've heard you guys talk about it on on the podcast about the parenting agreement. It is magic. It, <laughs> I know it, it is, is like it's hard. It is incredible. But it, it is, and and so I am bringing that. I'm I'm going to have him come and teach that to our our parents. So let's give a quick shout out. Do you okay. actually have one that is happening? Because yes. this is really. I mean, you guys, if you're listening and if if you're out in the there in area, the Harriman yes. area, do not miss this. Because I don't know how long he's going right. <laughs> to be willing to do this. How long how can we, right. can we lasso him in? <laughs> and, and you know what? I, the first Light the Fight, Don't Freak Out event, I went to Corner Canyon, not in my district. I drove there because I was like, I'm not going to miss this. Yeah. So just, you know, feel free Take to Take advantage of it. And we... Part of this initiative that we're doing, this 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 push, is a community. So we're not looking at it as Harriman High. We're looking at it as our middle schools that feed into Harriman High. Those are our kids, too. Mm-hmm. And so we are on purpose having these events at the different schools so that it's not Harriman High. Right. So our first event is September 24th, and that is at Mountain Creek Middle School. It's a new middle school in Daybreak. Okay. And um, that one is at 7 p.m. And that's going to be connection currency as well. Which which we haven't talked about on the podcast. This is a presentation that Dave's, Dave gives. Um, he really started out giving it to faculties. Right. And um, so this is a great – this kind of comes from – pieces of it come out of our parenting workshop. Right. And um, it's just – it's such a great presentation. I highly recommend it. I, I, um, the purpose of, of this particular night is to bring parents and faculty together. So even though our faculty has been trained, they can come back for that mm-hmm. night, but so can the two middle schools. Well, so, and if we know anything, we know that everybody's got to hear it like what? Oh, <laughs> five times. Right. Or more. <laughs> and so, and so we want our faculty of, of our community as well as parents to have the same language. Which is so awesome to get yeah. people on the same page. On the same page. So that's one um, that we're doing. And then um, October 29th and November 5th at Harriman High will be our uh, parenting classes uh, for we're the parenting, the, the parenting agreement. 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 Yes. And I am telling Is it the same? Presentation two different nights, or is no. it a part A and a part B? Part A and part B. So I because because you got to learn it and then uh-huh. you got to try it, implement it. Yeah. Ooh, so I think love what, it. I think what it is is and David, uh, you know, we haven't gone too much into detail, but I think the first night he's going to present the nuts and bolts and kind of how to create yours, and then the next week you you have implemented it. And then the next week you come back with questions mm-hmm. and he can tweak it. Oh, that's it. so great. Yeah. It's so, so great. 
anyway, that's, that's, you know, and it's not something that we're looking at only doing this year. We want to, as long as we can use and abuse him, we will. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, this parent teen agreement is definitely like his, like his, his little magic potion Right. right now that he's, um, I think he's really uh, refined it mm-hmm. a lot and he's ready now to teach it because it's something he's been teaching for years and years in such a specialized way to individual right. clients and families. Right. And so kind of transitioning that I'm sh- I know into like, how do I teach it to a, a An mass audience, audience and, right. and help people customize it? That's been a little bit of a challenge, a challenge for I him. I can imagine. And you know, something that I love about the parenting agreement is that I'm not a young parent. I've been parenting for 25 years. Right. Don't you kind of feel like, right. hello, I should know what I'm <laughs> doing right know. now. Right. I'm like, <laughs> how, how did this child come along that just threw a, like, I just don't know what to do. But you're kind of like me in the sense that, I mean, you're, what's the age, what's, what's the range of years between your oldest and youngest? So 25 to 14. So we're talking about this 10 year. Yeah. And this 10 years also equals the 10 years of the change from social media to, to, to smartphones. Technology, you know, yeah, yeah. technology where, All of it. where you and me can remember Barney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sesame Street yeah. and Teletubbies. Right. Like, let's not forget right. the Teletubbies. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you don't know what you're sorry. Missing. <laughs> that was good times, right? Oh, man. And, and then now, like, you, these little kids that used to be watching Teletubbies, like, absolute brain dead. Right. Right. They're now watching unboxing videos. Right. They YouTube. know how to swipe up. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, um, so just the dynamic and how much they learn at such a earlier age, it's taken us parents, us secure Se- parents, right. not old, and just taught us <laughs> that we maybe don't know as much as we thought. Know. Yeah. You know, I used to tell my oldest daughter, she'd come home from college and she'd say, you're not the same parent that you, you were with me. Like you <laughs> you and dad were so strict with me and you were so relaxed with 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 Brad. And I say I'd say to her, you were raised on Barney. It's exactly what I said. You were raised on Barney. He was raised on the dark night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so it's true. It is he's a different person. He's a different person than than the older kids. So And and so you can't do it the same. No, you can't. And you've you got know, to refine that toolbox. Y- you abs, you absolutely do now more than ever. Right. In fact, we can't. We have to like when we always say here at Life the Fight, we say you've got to totally, you know, get the parenting app. You got to refresh right. that app. You've got right. to update it constantly. Well, and honestly, I even feel like we're never going to get. You know, you, in my line of work, you 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 might teach parents about one bad app that's out there or two bad apps or three bad, you know, we want you to know about these apps and be watching for them. You cut one head off the dragon and two more grow. (laughs) That is so true. And so there's no way to stay on top of it. So instead of focusing on the problem, you focus on the solution and, and, and strengthen your relationship with your kid. And by strengthening your relationship with your kid, then you can talk about all these other things. 
And, it's so true. And so that's that's probably it in a nutshell for me, is that it's that you guys focus on solutions. And I love it. Yeah. And I love it. And it's helped me, my family and in my work. I love it. So talk about, you know, you got class of 2020. Right? Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. It is crazy. When did you graduate, Heidi? I graduated in <laughs> class of 90. Oh, me too. Oh, really? What, yeah. What high school did you go West to? West Jordan. Where did you go? Oh, Brighton. Oh, you were snob. <laughs> <laughs> we totally were. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was terrible. And now they're tearing it down. Are they? Yeah, it's out. Good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're harsh, rebuilding. Harsh. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm totally sure. don't email me. <laughs> Nobody email me. I love Brighton. No, it's so, it, that's funny. I didn't realize we were exact same age. That's yeah. awesome. Um, class of 2020, these are kids um, you know, what What does this class of 2020 like look like to you? What does this class of, I mean, I guess you got class 20, 21, and 22, 22. there. What What do these kids look like? How do they feel? They're, they're, they're strong. They're so creative. They're um, energetic. They're fun. They're driven. Um, there's our, our our future's in good hands. Is it interesting to you? Here's and I didn't ask you this question before, but like, is it weird to you to be in a situation where it's not like go to college, go to college, go to college? You know, like uh-huh. it feels like there's a myriad Options. of things that right. these kids could do right. and be highly successful, at. right, or more successful than if you went to college, right? And so, right. like, as a mom to mm-hmm. You know, I've got a 22-year-old and I've got just a recent graduate. Right. And they're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, right. I, I could do this. I could do oh. this. And, you, you know, like it used Lots for me, choices, it used to be yeah. like, well, you go to college. college. Right. Right. You know, and they're, and they're actually, I mean, I, I, I want to be gentle saying this. They're questioning what's being taught at college. Oh, yeah. They're like, well, this tell me what geology has to do with counseling. But I have to do all these generals in order to get a counseling degree. Yeah. And they're like, so it, it, and I, I mean, I've been doing this. Well, you have to. Right. Right. And they're going, but why? Yeah. I don't want to. Stupid. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and like, I can just tell these kids are just going to blow the head off this thing. You know, right. like they're just going to completely buck the system somehow like it's going to change because they're going to question parents it's very uncomfortable because we want to say this is how right this is what this is the pattern you know and you know i i'm sure that like whoever my son dates that that dad is going to be like what you going to do here kiddo (laughs) what are you playing and he's going to be like well i don't like this and i don't (laughs) you know i don't i don't know what but i am sure no matter what he does he's he's going to be great but you but know, it would how, be an unconventional path. Yeah. So how do you handle that? Well, I think, okay, so here's, See, here's loaded question. Sorry about no, that. No, 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 no. So here's a good example. So you've got to connect the kid with their interest. Um, when I was working at a middle school, I would say 80% of all boys wanted to be NBA players or video designers, video yes. game designers. Yes. <laughs> Even the ones that are like five, five four, four, eight, yeah. you know, they're like, well, they're all NBA. four, eight. <laughs> you know I mean? But I, but I would, 
I would absolutely, that is a great, great dream and great goal. So let's have a backup plan. Cause, and then I'd share a story with them about my, my daughter, my oldest daughter was so driven in softball. She, she was wanted to play college ball and she'd played since she was probably 10 or eight even and played varsity her freshman year all the way through high school. And then her senior year, January of her senior year, she was in a car accident. And the season started in January of her senior year. Mm. And she never returned to school. Mm. Her, her symptoms were so bad that she did not return to school until she went to college in August. So because she didn't play her senior year, she couldn't play college. Dream crushed, really. Right. And so had she put all of her eggs in one basket, she and and only wanted to be sports and that's 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 the only thing for me she, she would have been devastated which she was already devastated yeah. she was you know but for sure. but i had taught her you know you've got to you've got to get different scholarships you've got to get academic she actually went to utah state on a vocal scholarship and then had academic scholarships as well hmm. so she had something to fall back on and um, I tell kids that because you never know what's going to happen. You never know. So I hope you make the NBA and remember me and I will cheer for you. <laughs> but let's just have a backup plan. And so um, one particular student I remember, and he would try and shock every adult that he talked with. Um it was always about blood and guts and horror movies and you know that's that's what he was into. And so knowing that when I met with him one time um I said so what what is it that you're interested in? And he's like blood and guts. And I said, you know, I have the perfect program for you. Have you heard of the surgical tech program at JTC? Like you get to stick your hand in their guts, like in operations, like you're right next to the doctor and you're like holding back the guts and, and helping. <laughs> and his eyes lit up because I wasn't an adult trying to tell him he had to go to college. Right. I was saying, I've got a program that you can go to in high school and you can be working in an OR when you're 19. Does that sound like something you'd want to do? And, and so I learned early on that you've got to find out what they love, connect what they love, whether it's college, whether it's trade school. Um, every every family needs a hairdresser. Every family needs a dentist. Every family, you know, <laughs> right? We all need we we need all types of people, right? And so, um, and I just have those a list of of people that my kids can date. I'm like, okay, you go look for a doctor. You go look for a hairdresser, you know, or you go be the hairdresser. You go, you know. Right, right. I mean, we say that jokingly, but but really it's a matter of that's their currency. If it's something they love to do, they'll move mountains to get there. Do kids feel like they have to be in trouble to come talk to counselors? No. You're shaking your head yes. <laughs> You know, I think that I, that, I mean, I'm old, but I never once talked to a high school counselor. You never did. Huh. And I regret that. And I, it was interesting, even, you know, Quincy 
I mean, my kids were were friends with administrators, right. but I don't think that they ever like sat down and got Chatted advice. Them. Really? And um, I certainly didn't know. You know, so what is the advice that you give parents and say? Oh, well, the door is always open. That's the first thing I would say. Do you feel like your kids are a burden if they're in the, I mean, you know no. what I mean? Like, No, 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 no. In fact, the resources that we have for students and for parents, they would go to waste if we didn't mm-hmm. share them. And we want we want to make sure that 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 information is out there, that whether it's our community outreach or whether it's just connecting you with somebody in the community who who does this or, you know, um, that's that's what we want to do. It's never a burden. Uh, my kids in my alphabet when I was a school counselor didn't have a choice because <laughs> I called them down. So I would call I I remember at at the last school I was at, I had 500 students in my alphabet and I called every single one of them down and every single one of them was at, they were asked the same question. So tell me what college you, you're interested in. Tell me what kind of things you want to do. What, what kind of careers are you interested in? Um, what, what do you love about school? What don't you like about school? What could we change? And then they didn't know it, but as they'd leave, I kept a spreadsheet. Hmm. So then when U of U came and they wanted to know what kids to talk to. I could sort that spreadsheet. Hmm. Well, these are the kids that want to go to the U of U. Let's call them down. Interesting. And so cool. I think that I think that school counseling has changed a lot from when we were in school. Um, I think I knew my school counselor because I was I was a high risk kid, and and counselors are are great at that. Um, but they also want to get to know all of their alphabet and just find out what they're interested in. How can I help you get there? Basically, I'm here to help you get to where you want to be. And if you don't know where you want to be, then let's get you some classes that you can kind of figure some things out. So if you're, if you're sitting here and parents in, and, and maybe right now you're, you're just talking to the parents that the kids you're responsible for, you know, what do you want? And and obviously, listeners, this I, th- I think by extension could know that the administrators yeah. that are at their schools, their are, schools are wanting the same thing them to know. You know, it's not very often that we get to as a parent that we get to hear what those administrators need or want or wish we knew. Oh, yeah. You know what? What is your what would your message be to to parents? Well, you know, as it pertains to parents themselves and or your you know whatever whatever so the first thing i would say is you're not alone so whatever you're going through with your child there's hundreds of others that are going through the same thing and so feel free to reach out to your administrator and and say i mean we've we've had parents call I love that. we've had parents call and say i just found this vape this mod, tell me, and we'll, and we'll have them come in and we'll, we'll educate them about, and then they really? can decide what they want to do. And they're, and they're coming in like, they will. And I it's not like, not we're, believe oh yeah, yeah. I they're mean, it's devastated. Yeah. And yet we're like, oh, you know what? I mean, we're kind of a soft place to land because yeah. we're not going to punish a kid when a parent comes in and, and is looking for help. Right. We're not, you know, and, and we're not in the business of punishing anyway. And so, 
Um, so that's the first thing I would say is that don't suffer in silence. That if you're concerned, if you're concerned about your child's friend and you don't know what to do, call their counselor, call the, call your administrator hmm. and just say, hey, I'm concerned. I mean, we have the Safe UT app, which yep. FYI comes straight to us. Okay. So, um, so maybe just talk about that real quick. So Safe Utah app in Utah, if you're in Utah, it's an app that you can, can be connected with a therapist through, I think it's through uni. And they will text you back and forth. You can either text, you can phone call through the app. Yeah. And um, and so you can say, And I'm so if you're talking to a student that's a Harriman student, they'll kind of yes. give you feedback. Right. Interesting. So okay. what they do is they take that information about a Harriman student and then they, if they, they don't always critical. know who it is, right? No, but most of the time they'll say, well, a high kid school. Will, a mm-hmm. kid will. Yeah, because they want help. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so um, then that, uh, if it's a critical incident, they, and it and it's a timely event, they, they will reach out to, it used to be administrators. Now it's now at the district. They have people that they've hired that will man these phone calls. But it used to be us. But then, like, you don't want, it can be anonymous if you want it to be, right? Well, it's anonymous by who is reporting it, but they're concerned about their friend and they okay. want their friend to have help. Okay, gotcha. So then we would then look up that friend's address, their phone number, things like that. And we okay. call. I've called parents at five o'clock in the morning. I've called parents at one o'clock in the morning. Wow. And I've said, I am very sorry to, to wake you, um, but I introduced who I am and we have just received a tip and they have no idea that their child is suffering. Right. And right. so so that's what that Safe Utah app is, Safe UT app. Um so we we have that that that's available, but then also feel free to come in, give us a call. We'll we'll meet with you. And and most times we can we're either we either know what's going on because we have several other kids involved, or we um can connect you with people who can help. Mm. But Besides that, I would say there's a couple of things that I think would help parents, help educate, it would help our institution and it would help society, I think, as a whole. And I'm preaching to the choir. Like I am talking to myself as well. Let's just get that right out. Okay. So um, the first thing I would say that's so important is not to rescue your kid. Hmm. And that's hard, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. I can't tell you how many times I've checked my daughter out because she wasn't prepared for a math test back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what a disservice I did to her because when she failed the class, <laughs> right, then, you know, she retook it in, in college and we we chuckle about it that we actually have a name for it because of somebody she was dating and just couldn't study. So I'm like, oh, you know. So anyway, so, um, but n- not to rescue them. It, it's, it kind of takes a mind shift to occur. We, we have these expectations, and especially in Utah, the culture that we're in, there's these expectations that our kids are perfect, that our families are perfect. And and it's a high achieving yes yes situation, mm-hmm. and so um, with those kind of expectations, we don't want them to fail, because if they fail, it reflects on us. Number one, number two, 
it puts them behind. And it's all about yeah, who yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so that's a myth. That is a huge myth. Um we it takes a mind shift to occur for us to now switch as parents and say, I want my kid to fail or quote go through this while they're under my roof, while I can hold their hand, while I can help them. Cause this is gonna be much more difficult for them to do it when they're on their own. Mm-hmm. And they don't have that support. Mm-hmm. So I remember particularly a time last year when one of my daughters um, called me and was very upset about something that had happened. And and I remember saying those words to her, you know what, I'm so glad that this happened while you're with me because I can help you see it's not a big deal. This is where the not freaking out comes yes. in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which I had been listening to the podcast for a while. <laughs> but but not a big deal where she she is a super high overachiever. And and I want her to see that that's not, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Because if she were out on her own and went through that, she probably would be beating herself up. Right. Does that make sense? For sure. So I think that that mind shift needs to, to happen. So um, don't rescue your kids. Don't rescue them. Let them learn. Um, but then also not just not just don't rescue them, but then then teach them in steps how to problem solve. So an example of this would be we have three years in high school, at least in our district. Okay. So three years in high school. I've often said, yes, I would love you to know math language arts, history, and science when you walk out these doors and have some talents (laughs) and know kind of what you want to do in the future. I would love for that to happen for every student that walked, walk out these doors as a senior. But more importantly, if you know how to advocate for yourself, then when you don't know math, language arts, history, or science in college or trade school or wherever you're going or in a job and you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to sit there. You're going to find out how to get the answer. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's some soft skills that are just, if not more important. And one of them is advocating for for yourself. And so what, what and I- And is that code for asking questions? Asking questions. But for example, this is what I've done with, with my kids. Sorry, big words, hard. Yeah, advocate. right? Hard, yes, yes, hard yes, yes. Yeah, asking <laughs> questions. Yeah, getting help. Okay. Getting help. Okay. <laughs> um, and so- as a sophomore, if my if my kid were to come home and say, this teacher, da, 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 whatever the story might be, they don't, they're not listening to me. They're not understanding that there's a problem or whatever. So as a sophomore, I have a like a set of things that they need to do. First, they need to go talk to the teacher. If the teacher doesn't listen to them, then I will email for them. And then if the teacher doesn't respond to me, then I will put together a meeting with the administrator and the teacher, right? So student only had to do one thing. I did two, right? Junior year, they have to talk to the teacher. Then they have to send the email. If they don't get a response from the email, I will make an appointment. So then by their senior year, they do all three on their own. Hmm. Interesting. So it's teaching them step by step how, you know, I, you know, I, I have a 22 a year old who's in college who probably drives her professors crazy because she'll email and say, I don't 
quite understand this. When are your office hours? And that's, that's, that's what's going to help the most is reaching out to who can help you. Right. (laughs) My mom would say, never go see a teacher empty handed. You take whatever kind of candy you got to take. But I never want you to talk to a teacher empty handed. Right. And I still can't go anywhere without being like, Slipping them a 20. (laughs) You know, like, that's hilarious. What's your favorite candy? That's hilarious. That's why you brought me down. See, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I would say that's that's really important. Time management, things like that. Just help them, you know. I, I, when going back to not rescuing them, I had an experience just recently with. With I have a daughter who just went away to college, uh, our third daughter, and she, she's, like I said, super high achiever, bizarrely high achiever. I don't know. She's not, doesn't come from my husband and I, Jean, so I don't know where this <laughs> came from, but, but um, just works hard. She's, she's student government and she does, you know, um, has good grades. So she's earned all these scholarships to where they pay her more. They they send her a check every month, nice. you know, uh, this semester. So she's very fearful of keeping all of her grades at this high level or else that all evaporates, right? Fear of loss. Fear of loss. And so I've made, made it a point to say to her, you've set yourself up so well for this year. That's so amazing. You don't even have to worry about your housing. They're paying for your haircuts. I mean, you know, like I just really want her to know she has set herself up well for this year. Because you know what? If 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 your GPA isn't where it needs to be, we'll figure it out for next year. But this year, I want you to relax. And I just want you to study, but enjoy yourself. And if if it's great that those renew, those scholarships renew. If they don't, guess what? It's okay. We'll figure it out because they've got to have permission to not be perfect because nobody's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Well, and I think it's interesting that when you look at the gamut of kids, you got all these different kids and they're all going to have different struggles. Right. And I think sometimes when we think, oh, this child is struggling, it's Maybe if this kid's got straight Fs, which don't worry, I've I've, I've been there, done that, right? <laughs> so then, I, then there's like red flag. We have a problem, right? But then, what happens when you have a kid that's got straight, straight A's? And there might the 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 red flag isn't popping up, mm-hmm. and yet because we're still, congratulating them, there's still a problem. There's a problem, you know. Um, and so maybe talk for just one second. And this has kind of been. This is on repeat in my mind, in my relationships, in my relationship with myself, uh-huh. is where to place your value. Right. You know, in high school, our value is so screwed up. Right. You know, like well, my value is. So is it on Pinterest? <laughs> being, right, right, right. My value is Walking being hot. <laughs> my value is having a boyfriend. My right. value is having great clothes. Right. My value might be. Cars. Yes, my who you what parties you went to who have you been invited yes dances all of it oh the dances yes like and what who teams gets, you make who get it's not even getting asked to dance it's no. getting asked to the dance two months in advance or right. something stupid right 
right first round <laughs> draft pick. <laughs> you yeah, know exactly. And so I think that these these kind of warped sense of value Identity. starts yeah. pretty young, mm-hmm. and at high school is when like it gets on on steroids. steroids. Agreed. And then we kind of spend the rest of our life picking up the pieces mm-hmm. from that value. And then if if it could get under control mm-hmm. at that, for these kids at this age, how much more ahead they would right. be. Right. Um, you know, what what are your thoughts on that one? That's a t- I mean No, actually I I've had this happen so many times where a student will come into my office um whether I was a counselor or just even as an administrator freaking out that their 4.0 is going to be ruined by this teacher. By this teacher, not by the work they not did. Not by them. Not by them, but this teacher is ruining my 4.0. <laughs> Right? Does that sound? I, I laugh because yeah, I, yeah, it's never their fault. Um, and so I, I'm still mad at a certain teacher right. for my own child. You know, like right. I'm doing the thing. <laughs> still, it's like six years ago. Fine. So, so what I do is you know talk them off the ledge. We sit and, and talk, and 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 because they've got to talk about what it is that they're so inflamed about. But after that. I have a report card that I've kept of mine. So I've actually kept two for different situations, but this particular one is from college and it's from my master's program as a counselor. And I tell them the story of before I was admitted to the program and before I'd ever started school, I had bought tickets for our whole family to go see Wicked the first time it came to Salt Lake. And and I had seen it before, and I just wanted my kids to enjoy it, and I wanted my husband to enjoy it. And it happened to fall on the same night that I went to school. And when you're in a night program, you can't miss school. Because it's basically like four weeks for Five class. weeks, right. <laughs> right. One night. Yeah. And so if you miss one week, your grade goes down, um, like half grade. And so I didn't know that, you know. I, I went to the class and I think it was my second class that I was in that I remember getting my my report card or my grades on online and it said that I'd gotten an A minus, but I had 103% in the class. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is obviously a mistake. Obviously. So I emailed the teacher, the professor and I said I think there's a mistake because it shows 103% in the class but I got an A minus and he sent back the attendance policy and said you weren't here on this date therefore you earned an A but it's an A minus and I was infuriated because I thought if I can do the work who cares in 4 weeks why do you care right however I keep that now because I tell the kids I would never trade that night at the theater with my kids and my husband ever for an A. And that my priority is my family always than my grades or my work or whatever, whatever comes next. But my, but I have a visual reminder and I can show kids, look, that's the only A minus I got. (laughs) 
but I'm glad I got that A minus because I chose something that was more important to me. And so I just, I, I, I use that and say, you know what? I would much rather you get that A minus right now so that we can work through it here mm-hmm. than when you're in college and you're kind of not knowing who you can turn to. So let's work through it. I guarantee you're going to blow them away with your ACT score. I'm not even worried. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, just be that light on that dark path. So. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Well, is there anything else that you want to add as we kind of come to the end of our of our time together? You are my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that. We have had various late night texting, right? haven't we? Oh, I... For behalf of the community and, you know, parents and administrators and counselors, just thank you. Thank you for just bringing this, because this is a gift. You are giving a gift. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I wish you could receive a physical hug. I know you hate hugs, but let's do <laughs> I wish you could, like, re- <laughs> you could if it were, let's say it was in Diet Cokes. Okay, okay. Kay? A visual of Diet Cokes of all the people that you have changed. Changed their relationships with their kids, changed their mindset, changed their point of view. It, It's a work that is essential and crucial and thank you thank you so much you know i think that for me i am changing right along with all of us right you know um it is weird to kind of have this real-time experience where it wasn't like Something happened, and then 10 years later, I wrote a book about right. how I got through it. Right? Once everyone's gone. <laughs> right. Well, once the dust is settled right. and you can have the clarity. You know, I've just, like, been plowing through the right. muck just thinking, you know, this is so this is so crazy. And I think that my – you know, and a lot of people say to me, you know, how are you so open about it? And I think that um, this – the rawness that I feel is is such a hunger for understanding, such a hunger for, how, you know, how did I have this so messed up or how did I not understand this or where where was I? And And the reality is that there's some things that you can't know the information until you need the information. Right. You know, and, and I can remember when, when I came into your office and we sat down and we had this talk and I was just like realizing how essential your feedback was to me that at that time. Mm-hmm. And in your office you yes. have a you have a quote. a poster. Yes. And my all-time favorite master of quotes is my Angela. Right. And um and we talked about this quote. And the quote that you have in your office is, um, "Do the best you can with what you have, or with what you, what you know." Let's see. What do I have? Do the best with what you know, and when you know better, do better. Yes. Yeah. I and love them. and we both just kind of sat there in that like 
Right. That's the exact situation. Every one of us as as parents, we honestly are doing the best that we can. Right. And and so I think those of you listening, wherever you are on your journey, whether it's your first or your last, or your child is eight or twenty-eight, right. or you know, no matter where you are, know that you might not know what you don't know. And that that's okay because this place that you're in with this child in this circumstance is giving you the chance to learn to know right. better. Right. And the thing that I keep telling people that I don't know if they always believe that I probably wouldn't have believed is that it's never too soon and it's never too late. Fabulous. And and I think, you know, there's another quote, that quote of like, when's the best time to plant a tree? You know, whatever. It's like 25 years ago or today. Today, right. <laughs> you know, and and I think that none of us have 25 years. You right. know, none of us had 25 years ago. None of, none of us knew. And so what, what we have is today. Right. And start today. And the thing that I, that I think is wonderful about like the fight is that there's something that you can do now. And I think that the impression that came to me as a, for those of you who are listening that have a child in school, no matter where they're going to school, right? Get your face in there. Yeah. And and if that means you got to slide the candy bar, you know, <laughs> sorry, bring drinks, you right. know, show up with whatever. You're not being a burden. No. There's a partnership in that administrative process. And I mean, honestly, I always just wanted to kind of be below the radar. I don't want to cause anybody a problem. I don't want to be a burden. Right. You know, and, and one of the things that Juice said last week was, um, how about if we get in there and get a relationship before there's a problem? Right. And that's exactly... That's exactly it. Nobody comes in before there's a problem. <laughs> well, think about it. How many times when you hear, when you receive an email from a teacher or a parent emails a teacher, it's usually when there's a problem. Yeah. So be preemptive. And that's, you know, that sucks if you're only dealing with people right. when there's a problem and when you're right. mad and possibly freaking out. I I had the same experience with my own son where somebody, a teacher was freaking out at me on the phone. And, you know, I actually said to them, you know, I I have my teachers say two positives before they ever go into an issue with a parent. Tell me two positive, tell them two positive things about their student, you know? Yeah. And and she tried to backtrack. And it's like, you can't backtrack. Right. So so start with the positives. Get that relationship there. Yeah. And and then then you can work on what needs to be worked on. You know, our kids really do spend more time at the school they than do. they do with us. Right. And um, I love what you said, and I think I'm. I think this is going to leave kind of a lasting impression on me. Is is how essential these adult relationships that they have. Um, they are. You know, and even even Quincy, there's there's three. I would say three adults 
that she, that like came to graduation mm-hmm. and that came and listened to her talk in church and, right. you know, that Quincy's like, oh my gosh, these care. people care about me. They care. And um, it means, it means everything. And, and I think that we can all be that for someone. And you are. So thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Julie Scherzinger. Now I'm always going to like see a Scher and a Zinger. Zinger, And it's going to be perfect. I can do this. Um, Just don't bring him. I want to thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. Thank thank you for asking me. I appreciate it. Thank you for helping us to light the fight.